Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus. I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. This summer season, we're talking about our growth as a teacher, about specific ways we can take advantage of these summer months to learn and improve and reach that next level of effectiveness. And as we head back to school here, either some of you are back, some of you got another week or two left, um, we're turning our thoughts to how to make this back to school a strong, wonderful start to the school year. And as I think about that, I think about how many of you are probably actually, uh, maybe you're a little bit excited, but your excitement at the new school year is being drowned out by your fears and your nervousness and even your anxiety about going back to school. You know, it's that it's that Sunday night anxiety magnified by a hundred. And you're honestly more worried than you are excited. Well, Trish Lott is going to be joining us again. She's going to be sharing with us her experience, um, and it's in particular what she calls her nightmare year of fear, and what she learned, the ex- anxiety that she faced in that, and what she learned about how to overcome back-to-school anxiety, or honestly, anxiety at any time in the year, but especially, I think, as we're heading back to school. So I'm looking forward to having Trish share that with us, and so we're going to head right over to her. My name is Trish Lott, and I'm so excited to share five tips to overcome back-to-school anxiety. I have learned these tips in the teaching trenches, and I hope they encourage you. The truth is, when God wants to stretch me, he doesn't consult me, because if it were left up to me, my life would always be comfortable. After completing my second year of inner city teaching, urban education seemed way too challenging. So I applied to teach at a private Christian school because I thought it would be my dream job. And let's be honest, I thought it'd be more comfortable. I have spent most of my life seeking comfort while avoiding my long list of fears. You know, fear of embarrassment, fear of failure, and fear of not being liked, just to name a few. During my third year in the classroom, Every one of my teaching fears came true. My anxiety was so consuming that I wanted to give up nearly every day, but I couldn't run this time. I was forced to face my fears. Thankfully, the Lord met me in that dark place, and I have never been the same. As the school year begins, you may be battling feelings of inadequacy, fear, and even dread, but I hope my story and the lessons I learn will encourage you to push past fear and trust God like never before. Let me tell you about the season I've nicknamed my nightmare year of fear. Within the first three weeks of school, the principal's son started a petition to get me fired, and a third of the eighth grade class signed it before the boy felt bad and stopped. I found out months later, but the damage was already done. Another teacher's son spread a vicious lie to the parents, accusing me of looking at inappropriate materials on the internet and cursing in class. The parents believed it and never checked with me. I found out by accident and was completely brokenhearted. Before Christmas break, I found out that my students created awful memes making fun of me, and they spread them throughout the whole school on social media. I was crushed to know that I was a joke to my students. Hoping to build relationships, I shared my testimony with a few of my classes, only to have some of the students invent graphic details that I never said, and once again enraged the parents based on lies. I felt helpless in my attempts to build relationships. 
The students were incredibly intimidating and they challenged me publicly day in and day out. It seemed that their favorite game was test the teacher. Every trick I had learned up to this point just didn't seem to work with these kids. Each day felt like I was auditioning for my right to be a teacher at their school and the judges were not nice. I had students that were actually looking for me to make mistakes so that they could tell their parents. When I didn't make mistakes, they would simply make things up. Many parents, because of these lies that were told, treated me really cruelly if they even bothered to talk to me. And I cried myself to sleep most nights only to face more tears in the morning. Sadly, I could go on and on and on about how I was lied about, made fun of, verbally attacked and intimidated by parents and students for a whole year while the administration did nothing but blame me. But the good news is God does not waste pain. The Lord taught me some powerful lessons during that difficult year. Sometimes as a teacher, your worst fears might come true, but with God's grace, you will make it through stronger, wiser, and more skilled. Let me tell you about the lessons I learned during my nightmare year of fear. Lesson number one, don't be intimidated by anyone because God is your defender and your protector. A teacher's world is filled with potentially intimidating people and situations. Yet Proverbs twenty nine twenty five says, fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. Normally we fear people because of what we think they can do to us. The fears can range from the fear of being mocked to the fear of being fired. During my nightmare year of fear, it seemed like intimidation were lurking around every corner. Parents terrified me. Some parents would send scathing two-page emails at the drop of a hat. Other parents would skip right over speaking with me and go straight to the principal or even higher before I had a hint that anyone was even upset. A few parents ripped me to shreds face to face. Since students were constantly lying about me for fun, I was never sure which parents were mad at me and I didn't know if the stories they told were even true. My school's administration wouldn't tell me about most of the complaints, but I constantly found out in odd little ways. I believe God exposed plots against me time after time. I really had to battle fear of the future because I feared that lying kids, gossiping parents, and an administration that catered to the whims of powerful families were ruining my dreams. As crazy as it sounds, in spite of everything, I really wanted to stay and be successful at that school. I cared about the kids and I wanted to make a difference, yet I had to surrender my desires to the Lord. God taught me that my future was in his hands and that mere mortals could not ruin my destiny, especially a bunch of mean-spirited 7th and 8th graders. Thank goodness. God was so faithful to shine light on the schemes of my enemies and vindicate me in so many ways. And he will do the same for you as you trust him. I encourage you to surrender all your dreams to God afresh and don't fear what any person or group of people can do to you, especially when you know you're doing your best before God and man. Lesson number two, perfect love cast out fear. So don't be afraid to speak the truth in love. Because of the fears I have battled, confrontation has always been difficult for me. In addition to fearing the parents and administrators, I found myself very intimidated by the students. I felt like a baby bunny in a room full of hungry vultures. 
Due to the dynamics of the school, the power balance fell in favor of the students, which left teachers on the bottom. Sadly, the students were very aware of the impact their parents had on the school, so they felt empowered to intimidate teachers. My attempts to discipline students was a joke to them. When I tried to give consequences, the parental responses were so outrageous that I became afraid to hold students to high standards, knowing that I was unsupported. When parents spoke to me in hurtful and unacceptable ways, I felt powerless to speak up. I knew I needed God's strength to help me overcome my fear of speaking the truth because it was eating me alive and potentially allowing sin to go unconfronted. I learned that in order to overcome fear, I had to ask God to help me love the parents, students, and administrators. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of cowardice, but of power and of love and of wise discretion. Although it was way outside of my comfort zone, I chose to hold students to high expectations and tell their parents the truth about their children's behavior, whether they chose to listen or seek revenge. I had many conversations with the administrators about what I was experiencing with the parents and the students and how it was affecting me. I also lovingly spoke with my superiors about the ways I felt unsupported and blamed. That year, God gave me courage to speak to many intimidating parents who happened to be board members about their children, even though they were not happy with me for it. God provided the boldness to speak with the head of the school after literally dozens of attempts to get help from my principal and the dean. Even though it was hard, I reminded myself that telling the truth and confronting sin is the most loving thing to do, especially when you're in a school that's representing Jesus Christ. In tough situations, seek guidance from the Lord. There is definitely a time to speak and a time to hold your peace. And as you seek God, he will give you wise discretion regarding what to do in sticky situations. However, never let fear be your motivation for staying silent, especially when you need to discipline a student or speak with a parent. Remember, speaking the truth kindly and gently is an act of love. Lesson number three. Walk in humility, seek continual growth, and make excellence your goal. As a teacher, our mistakes are often public. This reality lends itself to teachers getting lots of criticism, sometimes constructive and sometimes not so much. During that tough year, God actually exposed a lot of areas of pride in me, and it hurt. Due to my fear of embarrassment and the mean-spirited culture of my school, my goal for each day was to make it through without any major instances of humiliation. To make matters more stressful, I was still relatively new to teaching, and I had jumped up four grade levels going from fourth grade to eighth grade. I went from having 19 students the previous year to 103. I struggled to learn the unfamiliar content, teach it, and be organized. I was also transitioning from an urban public school to a ritzy private school, and it seemed like every instructional strategy and classroom management tool I had been taught was opposite of what the students were used to. It was a hot mess. As you can imagine, I had people lining up to tell me that everything I was doing was wrong, wrong, wrong. The torrent of criticism felt unceasing, and some of the messengers were filled with such spite and anger that I simply shut down. 
I became defensive because I felt attacked and I could not separate good suggestions from attempts to hurt me because it was all coming at me at once. Eventually, I was able to pull myself together and sort through what people were saying. I had a lot of room for growth and I truly needed to improve. Some of the criticism I faced was warranted, even though it was done in the wrong spirit. I set out to learn my content better, be more prepared, and read awesome books on teaching. During my fourth year of teaching, all the learning and growing paid off. I switched schools and received the highest evaluation score possible and was promoted to team lead for the next year. I still struggle when receiving criticism, but I have found that the place of humility is the safest. When you humble yourself, God promises to be the one to exalt you. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, So humble yourself under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, He will lift you up in honor. One of my favorite motivational speakers always says, Fight fear with the plan. The plan I recommend is prayer first. Ask God for strength and ask Him to lead you to the right people, places, and materials to help you grow as a teacher. Then I would recommend spending 20 to 30 minutes a day learning or brushing up on your content so you feel confident to teach it. I'd also recommend reading or listening to something motivational for teachers daily. There are so many great blogs and podcasts, like the one you're hearing right now, to encourage you when you feel beat up or afraid as a teacher. Lesson number four. Give yourself grace and don't see failure as final. Most would agree that teaching is one of the hardest professions on the planet. Anything difficult takes time to master. Movies often give the impression that brand new educators routinely walk into their first year of teaching with legendary skills that transforms the toughest students instantly. The truth is that champion teachers have mastered a complex set of skills that often took them years to develop. Don't get discouraged, especially as a new teacher, if you feel like you still have so much to learn and achieve. Admittedly, administrators, parents, and your students will probably have super high expectations for you, which is understandable, but you must give yourself grace when you make mistakes because many people don't think to give teachers grace. Give yourself permission to learn and grow, and don't think that failure is the final verdict on your teaching ability. See failure as evidence that you are learning, and remember that mistakes are normal. Challenge yourself to learn from your mistakes and missteps. I recommend keeping an informal journal where you write down mistakes that you don't want to repeat next year, along with the goals that you would like to implement either later this year or next year. Lesson number five. Place your identity in Christ and refuse to let anyone or anything define you but God. I have battled with insecurity since childhood, and I found that the teaching field can be brutal on my identity if I'm not careful. You may feel the temptation to see yourself through the eyes of parents, administrators, and even students. There is pressure to make sure everyone thinks well of you. You may even want to be popular or everyone's favorite teacher. I know I did. When lots of people are affirming and encouraging you, it feels great, but the danger comes when you feel shame and accusation coming at you from all directions. Whether it's due to low test scores, a less than stellar evaluation, catty coworkers, or critical parents and students, it is easy to internalize disapproval and wear condemnation and failure like a cloak. 
This is why we should see ourselves first as a son or daughter of God. We will experience healing of our identity as we choose to dwell on God's love for us. We are declared righteous in God's eyes because of Christ's perfect report card given to us, not because of our own perfect works. I would strongly recommend searching for who I am in Christ scriptures on the web. You can find dozens of printable scripture sheets that you can read aloud every day or meditate on during your quiet time. And we also have one available for you here on the Teach for the Heart website. If you type in teachfortheheart.com slash back to school anxiety. Blessings on your teaching journey this year. Thank you so much, Trish, for sharing that with us. And I hope that you found it as helpful as I did as I um, listened to her share those wonderful thoughts with us. Um, I wanted to also invite you to our upcoming prayer challenge for teachers. This prayer challenge starts September 3rd, and it's a wonderful way. If you've been struggling with anxiety and fear, we're going to be talking about that throughout the prayer challenge. And you guys know prayer is such an important aspect. It can make such a difference in your own heart, in your students' lives, and it can make a huge difference in your school year. The prayer challenge is simple. We're simply um, committing to pray for our students, our school, ourselves as the teacher for 21 days. And it's absolutely free challenge. We've got thousands of teachers um, that join us in when we do these challenges typically. So I'm looking forward to this one. Um, you can get all the details at teachfortheheart.com slash prayer challenge. You can also head over and get your free printable scripture sheet, and that's with all the notes at teachfortheheart.com slash backtoschoolanxiety, teachfortheheart.com slash backtoschoolanxiety. And I'll put both of those links um, in the show notes as well, so you can see that there. So once again, join. please join us in the prayer challenge coming up at the start of September, teachfortheheart.com slash prayer challenge. And then if you want to get those um, that printable scripture sheet about who you are in Christ, teachfortheheart.com slash back to school anxiety. I'd like to pray with you guys before we go, and then I've got one more thing to share with you. Lord, thank you so much for these teachers. Thank you for a new school year. It's so wonderful that there's a stop and a start and a fresh start. And I pray that you will just guide each teacher as they head back, or even those who are listening to this later and it's the middle of the school year. I just pray that you will work in each heart, calm fears, help us to trust you, and um, just to realize that you really do hold the answer um, to so many of our challenges that we're facing. You are the answer. I pray that you'll help them to trust you. I pray that you'll just give them such a perfect peace um, as they do rely on you and just a wonderful upcoming school year. In Jesus' name that we pray, amen. All right, two other things I just wanted to mention real quick. One is if you are really struggling with anxiety, obviously we've given you a bunch of resources today. We hope you'll join the prayer challenge, but you might also want to check up Teach Uplifted. Our fall session isn't starting for about a month and a half, but you can go ahead and check it out and get your name on the wait list. That's at teachuplifted.com. And finally, I just wanted to um, share with you once again, Christian Educators Association International. If you're frustrated with being part of your local teacher's Union, or maybe you don't have that opportunity in your state, CEAI is the Christian alternative to the Secular Teachers Union. In addition to, you know, legal and educational consultations, practical resources, and just Christian fellowship and advice, you also receive 
$2 million of professional liability insurance in case of a job-related lawsuit, as well as job action protection to cover legal fees for local legal representation if faced with a job action like suspension or termination. You can get all the details at teachfortheheart.com slash insurance as I'm partnering with CEAI to spread the word about their amazing services. Thank you guys again so much for being here. Hope that your start of school is great and that um, you are able to enjoy it and just see such a difference in the lives of your students this year. All right, looking forward to seeing you again next time. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.